What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Hey, buddy. Going <clears throat> great, man. Look at you and your bald head. Yeah. Well, the buzz. I mean, yeah. uh Yeah. Uh, here we go. Oh, oh yeah, you got yeah. the Yeah, doing well, doing well. Uh figure I'm doing a little work here. Uh I use Zoom all the time. Uh you sent me the link. Figure let's see if it works on my work laptop. Nice. There you go. There we are. I'm going to be so pissed if there is no NFL season because I feel fantasy wise, this is my year. <laughs> I mean, one of these years is bound to be your year. I, mean, I don't know, like, man. I've, um, well, I've, I've, I've done the George Costanza. Obviously what I've been doing before isn't working. So now I'm just going to do the complete opposite and make <laughs> trades. I'm just giving people, I'm not giving people away, but I'm, I'm making all sorts of trades. I'm no, making all sorts of moves. Yeah, you were trading like a maniac. I mean, so it could be the start of something new. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah man. That's, uh, never did that before. I wrote that thing. I wrote the thing. I was like, uh, if you want, Jesus, who, who who was the quarterback I was trying to sell? Dak or something? It was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like three first round draft and, picks. They were like, and, uh, what, fucking Frank Lamont's like, well, if that's the only price, that's what I'll, I'll sell Brees for. I was like, I'll take Brees. <laughs> I'll yeah, take yeah, that. and then <clears throat> yeah, he he. He was surprised. I mean, it was yeah, that was quite a a shocker because he he was definitely surprised. And he's like, "Is this is he messing with me? Is this real?" I said, "He's doing something different this year." I mean, he's yeah. he's looking. I, uh, uh, I I spent quarantine being fucking hammered and uh, <laughs> had nothing to do but to entertain all these all these offers. I was like, "Fuck it, the world's ending anyways. What Seriously. do I got to lose?" <laughs> I mean, I'm in. I think I'm in ten leagues. This year, and we might not even have a season. <laughs> this year, like, I mean, because I mean, what else is happening? You know, like, uh, you can't really go anywhere. I mean, or for a long period of time. I mean, you could walk around the neighborhood or run to Target or something. But, like, well, what the hell are you, you know, can you really do? Uh, yeah, there's some bars open out here because I'm back to work as a bartender now. But it's it's uh, still not like a place where you go. And it's more like a sit-down restaurant. So it's not like you can go, like – I don't know any restaurant be like sit up at a table with where some chicks like hey what's going on how you guys doing it's like what are you doing yeah. at our table are, are you <laughs> wearing a mask like when you're yeah. in there or yeah. yeah when I'm working everyone has to wear a mask you have to wear a mask when you come in now when you sit down to eat and you're talking with each other you can take the mask off um, and then uh, like you can have no more than six people at your table and a guy calls oh, like, yeah, I have yeah, a party yeah. of twelve he's like can I come and I was like no we have I'm like you. We'll have to put you in two different tables of yeah, six. Yeah, you have two parties of six. And he's like, can we put those yeah. tables together? <laughs> I was like, no, or else then it would be a table of 12. Are they doing the um, – I know a lot of restaurants here, they're – well, restaurants that don't have it because we can do the patio <clears throat> out here right now, and they're just making parking lots. Like they're just turning them into makeshift, like, patios. You're just setting up tables, literally, like, just, you know, fold-out chairs – yeah. And they're coning off certain areas of the parking lots just so that they can actually like be allowed to serve food or whatever. Yeah, like, I'm 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 not going to a parking lot. Yeah, you know, people, <laughs> people. I mean, people were waiting when they found out that we were open. They're they're walking by like we had the gates set up, and they're like, "You guys are open? What time? Tw you know, twenty minutes. We'll wait." Yeah. Now everyone, everyone, the first <clears throat> you know, the first ten days, everyone was just coming in, sitting down, and just happy. I'm, like, I'm just happy to be out of my house, and I have all this money that I've saved up. Here's a 
you know, 50% of whatever the tip is. And I was yeah, like, exactly. Just to be out there. Oh, it was, it was so nice. It's like, Hey guys, Cyrus, take it so long. They're like, we don't care. We like, we're not going the, anywhere. Well, they, they, no. they couldn't. There was nowhere else open. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, you either sit here and drink or go back home and drink, but you just did that for two and a half months. So. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's weird. Like, cause you don't know when it's going to be, it's just funny. Cause you know, all this stuff happened, obviously, with, you know, obviously with these protests and then these things that have hit the mainstream. And it's almost like a lot of people decided it's like, well, I guess coronavirus is over now. And it's like, this isn't like a television special. I mean, it's didn't go anywhere. You know, it's like yeah. Yeah. everything's still here. Like, I mean, you know, the precautions still need to be taken. You still have to do what you should be doing. It's, it's not like it's vanished just because maybe we're not hearing about it ad nauseum like we were when we were kind of initially we were quarantined yeah yeah i mean it, I it, mean, it is it is uh definitely and i'm not too sure if it's just the fact that bars are open now that people kind of are like okay everything's going back to normal-ish or because they're you know, i mean I, I work on hollywood boulevard there was about twenty thousand people two sunday saturdays ago that yeah. were just march yeah what? uh they marched down hollywood boulevard about twenty thousand people Oh, wow. so I, yeah, I mean, you, you, it's hard to watch that mm-hmm. and not think that people will be fine type of thing a little bit. And also, like, you're at a bar and so, you know, you start drinking, you know, you leave your mask off, you try and start talking. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's a lot going like on the, into it. Look at this guy. <laughs> it's like, you know, because a virus is invisible, right? <laughs> we, we rely yeah. on our eyesight to judge our world. And it's like, well, that guy's fine. That guy's fine. You take your mask off for a little while, you're fine. And mm-hmm. it gives you this sense of security. Like an illusion. Yeah. That, oh, everything's fine. I've, I, yeah, I've changed my work habits, um, my sleeping. Uh, like I, I, I told my boss, like, I'm not doing any op- you know, closes and then opens the next day. Yeah. And I'm done doing that. I'm definitely going to give myself plenty of time to sleep. <clears throat> and I'm going to take multivitamins. I'm just, you know, just little things to boost my immune system. That get something, yeah, just uh, take for granted. You know, it's like, oh man, uh, I'm on like three hours of sleep. It's like, why would you do that to yourself right now? Yeah, <laughs> you know, we like the worst. Die. Yeah, this is the worst possible time to be to to, to be doing that. I mean, you got to get the seven eight hours if you can. It's a six or five or whatever, and and just keep the mask on. I mean, I just don't get it. And some of the, you know, like the numbers are showing you. Like in Florida, it's like they're just, these cases are just like rocketing through the roof. And it's like, you know, I, I don't understand. You know, it's like, what, what, what we- really, what really gets to me, and you guys probably agree, is just like, it's, it's, it's <clears throat> common. Like people, have, I've heard people have been like, no, the masks, masks are a hoax. I'm like, I understand, like, if you think the virus is a hoax, you can't see the virus. I understand yeah. how you think that is hoax, but like, if you believe in the virus, how do you think a mask is a hoax? Like the, putting the, a literal barrier between your mucous membranes and a virus, <laughs> it can't hurt. It, <laughs> it, it really can't. It, it came out from my understanding uh, that the whole idea of like when they were like, ah, masks, you don't need to wear masks. The only reason why they said that, the only reason why the government said that is they purposely lied to us because mm-hmm. they didn't have enough masks for people yeah, that, there's a like, shortage. that really yeah. needed it. That's why. Like, they just lied to you. It's like, well, we were told not to wear masks. It's like, ah, we lied to you. you yeah, like, yeah. Well, what they were saying, but they didn't say, they never, they never said, if you wear a mask, it's going to hurt you or it's a lie. They said, right. 
don't take, don't stockpile the N95 mask. There are doctors and nurses who need them. Please don't stockpile them. That's what they, they probably should have been more blunt about it and just been like, listen, it helps, but you can't have them. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, yeah. you know, medical people need them. Uh, yeah. I mean, like my wife's a nurse. I mean, and they, and, I mean, believe me, that virus is real. I mean, that, that was like killing off like the nursing home, you know, like, I mean, not to laugh about it, but it's like, you know, it was like a third of the people were maybe more were either shuffled off because they were separating them into like these COVID rehab units or they were just it was what 42 percent 42 percent of the people that died were or died were in nursing homes or something like that oh yeah yeah i mean mean, the joke i heard cuomo was uh gonna put a two-week quarantine on anyone coming to visit new york from florida so i told i messaged i was like is he gonna quarantine them in nursing homes yeah, I mean, really. I mean, you certainly can. I know they're not allowing people to visit. They haven't since March. You know, like family can't see. You know, you can't right. see anybody in the home. But yeah. it's been so. But it's funny how this stuff starts. Like, at my wife's nursing home, they had a nurse went on vacation. I think it was Florida, somewhere down south. They came back. The spouse was symptomatic, showed symptoms, tested positive. They told her to still come in because she was negative. They didn't quarantine her all. This is at the beginning in March. She comes in, of course, like we've been seeing, this rapidly spread. Uh, you know, whole units were being impacted by the COVID. And then this was before they really had any kind of game plan in place. So they barely had supplies at first. And then they needed... So they were saying they didn't have enough masks, they didn't have enough this, they were trying to have nurses you reuse all the same shit over and over, which you're not supposed to do. And one of the nurses called the news, and the news camped out, like they showed up outside of the nursing home trying to get, because they wouldn't release who was impacted with COVID. They're like, well, we don't know the numbers yet, because the numbers are astronomical. And then, of course, the next day, fresh supplies, box by the boxes, you know, just boxes of supplies were suddenly there. And it's just funny. It's like, what well, you know, you had them. It's not like they went out of their way and bought them on the black market or something. They had these supplies. It's like, it's just the greed in a lot of these nursing homes because they're a for-profit business. You know, like a lot of people think yeah. it's like a hospital or whatever, but these are privately owned and managed. And, you know, it's like a McGuire group nursing home. They own a bunch of them and, and they're looking at the bottom line and trying to stretch every last dollar or whatever. And, it was pretty wild how when you could have just said maybe, and now they're doing, of course, the quarantine. They're testing the nurses now since Como passed, you know, that uh, what, last month or whatever, where you got to get tested. I think she gets tested twice a week or whatever. I'm away because I think there's like something going on. Like there's like a march or something in the window or something. But keep going. Sorry to interrupt you, Jeff. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's just just nuts how that, um, you know, how that stuff's working out there. I was about to say, I thought Nick was in a museum for a moment there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Marcus yeah, everyone, isn't even on the planet. We got uh, two almost forty-year-old people fucking around with the green screens and not using them. Like I was thinking about this the other, watching one of our podcasts because Chaz had one going on, and Nick yeah. did, and it's like none of them were an actual green screen, so they they fade in and out with like the colors of whatever's going on behind them, and it really looks like like something my dad would do. It's like, hey, would you look at this? <laughs> look at this new thing. Hey, where am I? <laughs> Now, are you allowed to green screen? Like, can you, you can custom your screens, right? Or do, do they just give you like presets? Like, you know, no, no, the mine's custom. Or, mine's uh, from a uh, museum I worked on when I worked on Mysteries of the Museum, is a museum in Georgia. 
Oh, nice. Good. I know because some people use them in our work Zoom meetings, which are just, I mean, that's high comedy, you know, having to implement this with like 150 <laughs> to 100 people. And you got people, it looks like they're, they're inside uh, Osama bin Laden's, you know, bunker or whatever <laughs> like that. Or like a white really house. Yeah, that's just dangling. You know, it's not even like it's just dangling like they're, like they're being held prisoner so, somewhere. And, just and a bulb swinging. Yeah, and it's like bare, poorly lit. And this is like a CFO or something. We're thinking like, Oh, are you in danger? You know, like well, what's happening here? You're probably making three hundred and fifty thousand a year. Why are you in a cave? You know, like, and and I'm in it's this in regular bunker. room. He's in his bunker. Oh yeah, yeah. And you got these crazy backgrounds in that, and it's 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 pretty funny because you got some of the the old timers that just learned how to use it, so they're excited to have some you know crazy background that they put up and it's like their family but it's like too large and it you know just <laughs> just looks like absolutely ridiculous or it's like just turn the background off you know <laughs> like a wide shot of the family up but like you know the heads are out of frame so it's just like yeah exactly and it's like too big stomach across the screen yeah it's so it's like they're sitting and, and there's a whole bunch of giants behind them. And it's like, well, what, what are you trying to show us here? It it's, it's, it's looks preposterous. Yeah, it's like, so yeah, what, sport, what sport's actually going to come back first? Because baseball should have, but they keep. Well, they can't get an agreement in. Like, yeah. I think hockey is actually going to be back pretty quick. Because, Man, basketball too. I think those are should be the first two. I yeah, believe. they might do basketball. I think with uh, them, might do less floor seating or something like that. You know. Yeah, it's gonna be at Disney. Like uh, they're gonna have them all in the hotel. Like they have them all in the different hotels, and uh, they're they have like because Disney. I don't know if it's a wide world of sports or if it used to be that or if it's something else. But they have like regulation courts, uh, like several of them that they're all set up for TV, and they're gonna put them in this Orlando bubble they're calling it where they're going to basically be wearing, I guess these like wristbands. I don't know if you've ever been to Disney recently, but they have those like fast passes. You can kind of wear them on your wrist and they're almost setting up something similar where they're going to put like these like bands on them. So that way they can make sure like that it's really more of a tracking device for them to make sure they're not leaving the bubble per se, but you know, but th at the same time, every day we're hearing more and more about cases in Florida of, hey, 3,500, you know, 3,600 are positive, 3,700. But I guess in two weeks, two or three weeks, they're supposed to come back to the bubble, play like eight or 10 regular season games, something like that, maybe eight, 22 teams to determine who makes the playoffs. And then there's, they're going to go from like a non-conference type seating. I think hockey's doing something like that. They might just be going right into the playoffs. I, I know the Sabres aren't going. No, they're not. Those yeah. Like, <laughs> they just fired everybody. Oh, they did, and they should. They should. Yeah. Like, when you got that many first round teams, Why keep you? You, yeah. have the, you, you lose that many that many times. It's like it's almost like Edmonton Oilers. You know, they're yeah. getting so many first round draft picks. So many. I mean, we were getting second overall picks. They're getting first overall. Like, how? Reinhardt, it's like, how? How can we still be this bad? Like, we're not even competing in some of these games. Yeah, like, again, I, I don't know a ton about hockey, you know, just more of a casual fan. But I know, like you were saying, Edmonton had a bunch of number one overall picks. They had the, they picked up, what's his face, that stud when Eichel was picked. Yeah, uh, uh, McDavid. McDavid, yeah. And the Sabres seem to be getting all these high picks as well. And didn't Edmonton make the playoffs at least? Maybe two I think they made it ago, last, maybe year. last year. And uh, the Sabres just, it's like, 
they can start hot. They they go on the stretch, and then they're always just like in the. And we're the best team the in the league the like two years ago. I bought the NHL package when I was out here. I was like, dude, finally, finally they're gelling. Finally, yeah. it's coming to fruition. So I bought it. I was watching the games, and it seemed as soon as I bought it, they just started sucking. And it seems like it's embarrassing because didn't they go through in the last 10 years, something like six coaches, four general managers, something like, yeah, yeah. They've been crazy amounts of turnover. I mean, yeah, they've been flying through people. Um, But I feel like they've actually been hiring just really shitty coaches. Like, I mean, even when Ted Nolan, like, who was just a replacement coach for an interim, at least he got like the goalies to play. Like there was no one on that team. I can't name you one person from that team. During his like second tenure, I oh, know when he came time. back, yeah, yeah, and yeah, when he came back, and it's like, okay, we, we all know why he's here, you know, and the, the Sabers aren't supposed to win, but they played tough. They yeah. played tougher. I feel like if he were to coach them now, they'd do a little bit better because he get them, he motivate people. How long was he there the second time around? Was it two years? Uh, maybe a year and a half. Something like that? Maybe it was yeah. just one. I just, I just looked it up here. It's two seasons. But I think uh, it was under. I think maybe it was under two seasons. Did they? Because they fired that one guy, right? Like partial, partial. Oh yeah, like midway through. So less than two seasons. Okay, and then he. Jeez. And, and then the like, next two guys, the next two guys, you had two seasons. Uh. You know, then before before obviously all this stuff, they had uh, Lindy Ruff for like six. Oh yeah, for a long time, and, and obviously they had postseason success with them, and they just seemed to be more competitive. I mean, they. Was it pre? Was it right after? I'm trying to remember. It was right after that lockout, right? Where they lost the year, where they were really good, where they yeah. had um Drury and um Breer. Yeah, Breer went to Philly, and they would have. I still think they would have won the cup the year they lost to Carolina when they went what seven because they yeah. they lost all those defensemen. Didn't they have to right. bring up guys from like the minors or something? Like there was like a 38 like the- year old uh, guy who never left AHL or something that was like defense. They were just like, hey. Uh, my dad knows how to skate. Just put him <laughs> in the fucking ice. Oh, my God. Like, we have no one. We yeah, had like, no literally. defense. We still almost beat the hur- fucking Hurricanes, who went on to play Edmonton in the Stanley Cup Finals and then wound up winning. Yeah. I mean, like, that was better than the Zamboni driver, though, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, putting on the gear. I love that story. That story's going to go down. They're going to make a movie someday of that, right? Or something, or at least a, a TV. Disney movie starring Mark Marianne. Wahlberg about the Zamboni driver who just – Really wanted to play, but wasn't quite good enough. And then one day the team sucked so bad they put him in. And oh, and he, he was won stopping a game. shots. Yeah, like he, like I, what he got the win, and he was actually legitimately stopping shots. It's not like he only, you know, defended three shots or whatever. Like he was shutting guys down for a moment yeah. there. That was yeah, that was a good story. <laughs> but I mean, I, with baseball, it just seems like they just can't get baseball. It's weird with baseball. You know, you see all this, there's all this big money with the contracts, but yet how many people do you know, like below the age of like 35 that even care about baseball? Like uh, just, out, he- out here, out here, maybe with you more. Cause you have what, like the Dodgers and there's probably more of a presence. <laughs> where... oh, Dodger, Dodger, <laughs> Dodger fans are legit. Um, I think um, living in Buffalo, I thought the same is like, ah, people don't give a fuck about baseball. Really? I, I really didn't think people care that much. You go out here, uh, and people have spectrum. It's like they're paying $60 a month just because that's the only way you can watch Dodger games yeah, without going to see the Dodgers. Uh, but you can't watch them on like regular TV. Yeah. So 
Like everyone has it. Uh, everyone's got Dodger gear on. Uh, the bars are have been packed like the past two years when like the World Series was going on or the Dodger were in it or even the playoffs. Just every bar packed to the gills. Everyone's drinking, having a great time. Baseball is alive and well out here. Yeah, and then it's kind of almost like I guess with the Sabers here. Like you could probably go to a lot yeah. of places in the U.S. and people will be like, "What's hockey?" Because ESPN yeah, sure. doesn't cover it. I think really. it's regional. It is. Yeah, I, I would agree. And and with baseball, it's like you gotta like you can't lose another year. Like to you, oh, you had the it'll lockout. Be the, it'll be know. the end of this. I feel like it would be almost the end. But like, yeah, they gotta play. I mean, if, to. if I was if I was any sport, I'd be like, dude, this is our time. If there's yeah. no other sports on there, people are dying for sports. Dying. That's hey. why I think NHL was, hey, is dying to get back because not only do you have the glass between the players, but the NHL is the least popular of the big four, you know? Yeah. yeah. So hey, hey, fuck, like, hey, fuck that glass, it? dude. What? We're, we're talking Homer, Buddy in the Straw. Oh, <laughs> all the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, he's gone. But uh, <laughs> but no, I agree. Like, I mean, if you could get hockey on TV before any of these other sports, or even if it's just with basketball or whatever, or one other sport, that that would definitely help them because people are going to watch it. Like, people are going to watch yeah. anything. They're they're the NFL draft had record breaking numbers and that. <laughs> And that was that remote draft, which was filled with depression and misery. It was like for every <laughs> happy news story about, oh, this guy got drafted, there were stories of like his uncle got, you know, ran, run over by a garbage truck <laughs> when he was eight years old. And, and you're sitting there like, what? And then they cut away from him. They're talking about COVID. You know, they're trying to give you some uplifting speech. And then back to another kid that got picked, but his uncle got, you know, killed in some horrendous like dishwasher mishap and it's like what 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 are these stories what, what was all this misery you know like it's it yeah. sucks it, it might be the detriment or the end of uh, most sporting events if they keep putting politics into them it's like people you watch sports because you don't want to want the escape you don't, care, you don't give a fuck yeah you don't what was it bill burry was like every every sporting event for some reason he's like all of a sudden, they're like, and this person, you know, like the seventh inning stretch, and they're talking about breast cancer and how all these people died. And he was like, what? Or like, uh, you know, the NFL talking about beating women. He's like, why are you talking to me? I'm not the one that beats women. You're yeah. the one that beats women. <laughs> like, I don't need to hear this. This is you guys yeah. fucking up, and you're acting like it was my fault. Oh, yeah. You're just the fan. He's like, Roger Goodell could punt a baby in his steel toe loafers. 50 fucking yards he's like and i'm still gonna watch football every sunday it's true <laughs> yeah i think uh what happens in sports is people try to make uh accessible stories too so they they like i don't know they try to loop in people who don't actually care about sports they're like well that's a good story and pay attention you know yeah, yeah. yeah the relatable oh i can relate to this player yeah. Yeah, until they suck and you're like oh, i can't relate to this anymore think about the I, olympics right every year there's the olympics and there's so many sports and so many people competing that no matter how many channels they put it on they can't air it all but they're always cutting to and when he was a little boy he mm -hmm. was hit by a car like it, they always cut to this oh yeah yeah the, the inspiring story and it's like yeah, but can can I watch the game? Because I know there's ten sports playing right now. But yep, no, hardest to find water polo. And I think you need it, like to one degree, for maybe things like the Olympics, where you're trying to bring in new people. It's only for. And it's like I don't know who this guy. Is. 
yeah, every four years, eight years, but like you don't need to be pushing all these narratives in major the piece. Again, people are watching regardless the NFL, like, look, it's my favorite sport, love football, but like, there's so many turds, you know, like within, if you're talking about like the hypocrisy of a commissioner, if you're talking about a lot of these players that can be kind of degenerates, you know, and then, then there's good players too, obviously it's not a generalization, but there's, you know, craziness. Leonard Little can, you know, drive drunk and kill like a mother coming home from working at a hospital, like a late shift. And, you know, he misses, like, I don't even know if he missed time when it happened in the early 2000s. And, and he, he, it's like, I'm going to watch, look, I, I'm, you know, I hate to say it, but it's like, I'm watching the games, you know, like it's, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. If that, I, I'm fine with people protesting, I'm fine with people doing whatever they want to do. I'm just going to want, I, I buy the NFL pass. You know, I have, I watch my Bucks games on a, on a red zone, like on a link, on a red zone link or whatever. I watch my NFL pass that's doing the red zone, jumping around you know, whatever they're going to want to talk about most of the time, it's going to skip anyways, because they just keep you right within the action regardless. So I'm missing all the commercials, all the, the pomp and circumstance, all the nonsense that they do, all the pregame halftime garbage. So uh, I, I don't get, really know yeah, how I bad the, it's been now. I get the pregame of, Hey, we're going to, you know, this player and this and that. But like, once the game starts, it's like, like, it's like no one, no, no one, no one gives a fuck. No one no, cares. They, like, we no. just want to watch it. We want to zone out, forget about watching. our troubles, forget about everything. It'd be like watching a movie, and in the middle of a movie, they stop it. And, like, someone's <laughs> like, hey, uh, by the way, um, breast you know, cancer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, we all know some of the, you know, this. It's like, why? Why is this happening? I just. If I if I wanted to care more about this, I would be watching the news right now. And and, and the worst, it's like I said, it's a major corp, billion dollar corporation, and it's like a lot of these, comp, you know, major corporations, like with Juneteenth, for example. Like, you know, it's one thing to acknowledge, but like some of these places co-op so quickly onto it, and then you have to look, and it's like you like I work for a bank a mortgage side, you see some of these banks, you know, they let people out two hours early. They're talking, they're sending all these emails about like Juneteenth and read these books or do this. And we have to be more aware, but at the same time, it's like, where did like predatory lending and, you know, like all of these things that, you know, we're taking training courses on because they had a history of kind of doing this in the past. Like where did this stuff start from? Like don't suddenly get up on a high horse and start lecturing at like people like us where it's like, we're, we're just, we're just trying to exist. We're just working. It's like, well, you know, don't, we had a Zoom meeting on it where they talked about like our company's current plans. And then the second half was like social issues. I mean, it was, it was rough. I mean, they, I, I get where the heart is. I mean, they meant well with it, but I mean, it was, it was rough. I mean, like hearing, you know, people fumbling through the words and trying to talk about a subject they probably learned about 48 hours ago. I mean, it's like, you know, uh. Uh, the the first time I ever heard about Juneteenth, I knew nothing about it. Uh, yeah. Growing up, no, I never heard about it at all. I was I was hanging out at a bar with Marcus, and there was this white chick who was flirting with George, maybe, uh, maybe that Mike Gallagher. You remember you remember this story, Marcus? Yeah. She was yeah. like, "I want to go to Juneteenth with you," to Marcus. Marcus <clears throat> is like, "Why?" And I was like, "What the fuck's Juneteenth?" And you know, Marcus told me a little bit about it, and the the gist of it was he was like, "Why would you want to go?" He's like, "You're a white girl, you're 
you just gotta get killed. And, what do you do? And I have like nothing. Now, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was the, that was Marcus's comment. Is like, because yeah. I was like, hey, you ever go there? He's like, no, I don't want to get shot. Wait, and, what, like maybe I'm uh, not understanding. I only know the historical. What was there? Some kind of oh, it was a parade in Buffalo, like every year. Okay. And, and then Andy, like, Andy mentions in our big comment, he's like, so uh, what's going on for Juneteenth? Uh, I'm here for you guys. It's like, how long have you known about Juneteenth, Andy? <laughs> I just, I honestly just learned yeah. about it. Well, I, I, think, I think half the people posting about it, well, at least all the white people, I'm just going to assume. I grew up in the, in the North, and I, knew, I learned about slavery, obviously, and the abolition of slavery. I just learned about Juneteenth. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, and I, I knew obviously they had to announce it at some point, but I didn't actually know that this was something so. And I'm all about awareness and learning things, and that it's just you know I don't need like a corporate entity being yes. the one to take the lead on like and then and and the almost that have been in a doing, way that they're lecturing us. They're, like, yeah, they're the ones that fucked us over, and now you're yeah. the one they're yelling at you for not doing right. Yeah, like I don't need the people that were oppressing other people suddenly <laughs> do like a whole 180 and then almost lecture me and talk down to me on why I should be more aware. It's like, look, I'm full, I'm I'm open. I'm aware yeah, to like, new ideas I grew and up learning in the things. North. My family moved here in the nineteen hundreds. Uh yeah. But your bank's been in business since 1850. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you know, when there's red lines and there's all these terminologies that, you know, that you look back in history on with, with, with lending and then with things with the banks where they're, they're a kind of a dark history, you know, that yeah. they've obviously are trying to work past. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to hold the current leadership accountable for that. But at the same time, come on, don't, you know, representing this corporation be the one to like it'd be like pepsi you know like giving us a lecture on this is like i don't need to hear from a soft drink company uh, about I think racial issues i agree i think there's um uh i don't like when like causes are great right and i think mm -hmm. the causes are great but yeah it's a little bit gross when they're they're using it to like earn money to buy yes Pepsi, right? No, name yeah, yeah. You know. Or turn it in, or in, in a way, even if they don't mean it, just being Pepsi and speaking out to that degree. Yeah, you bring some awareness to a point, but at the same time, you're also like it's it's like advertising. Then I, it, I don't know, I mean, it's just yeah. a tackiness. Like to now, it. now if they if they ran a public message and didn't say Pepsi at the end, mm -hmm. like if they secretly bought one that yeah. didn't say the name of any brand, and then eventually it got you know leaked by. Someone Somebody later by Pepsi, know. then Pepsi yeah. leaks that they did <laughs> yeah, this real thing. Yeah, yeah. No, but if it ever like came out, like if I ever heard it, you know, like Pepsi does it and then doesn't advertise about it, that's fine. They're just yeah. trying to be good. You know, bringing that up, it's actually interesting you say that because you know what a company could do? They could do the same thing like a car commercial does, where there's all that fine print that you have to pause the TV to read <laughs> if you even wanted to. Yeah. You could do a commercial bringing awareness to it. it. It could just be something where it's in writing, you know, that's black screen, you know, white font, boom, here's your message. The very bottom is in that super fine print that a lot of places throw in. You could slip it in there, Pepsi Cola Company or whatever. And don't even say a word about it. And then people would look at it and they would find it out on their own. I think that'd be a lot more organic than just saying, here's the blue Pepsi, the blue and red or whatever the Pepsi logo is. Here's right. a can of soda. It's, you it's know, basically, it's basically, was it Kylie Jenner? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And That's they, commercial. And they Pepsi to the cop. Yeah, she's just talking about racial issues whilst while casually <laughs> drinking Pepsi, because that and, happens. And they make it seem not only just talking about it, they made it seem like in that in that horrible commercial, which I think aired once before it was yanked, it made it seem like she healed the divide with the Pepsi. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the whole it thing. Ended racism. <laughs> That's why, like, some of this, some of these like riots, that that whole meme of like, this is we need her more now than ever. It's just like, yeah. of the like this is you, you fucking idiots. Yeah, the hand, the, the hand of soft drink. I mean, it's like. Really, like it's just so tasteless. I mean, where it's like, what are you thinking with some of these? Uh, like, and and I know some of like what was it the one Marcus that I sent you? Remember what was it? Um, Popeye's chicken. Remember they had that first tweet that said yeah. <laughs> we would be nothing without black people, and then yeah. they sent it, and it just stopped right there, and then yeah. they had to yank it down, post it back up, and like actually write a full paragraph because right. people are looking at this and say, "What the hell is this? We <laughs> yeah. would be Popeyes, would be nothing without black people." Yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, what is this supposed to be telling me? And it, yeah. it's, I mean, my God, have some awareness. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, like, I, I mean, let me look at the what the other the other nominee. If you don't vote for me, if you don't know who to vote for, you're you're not black enough. It's like yeah, it, it's how yeah, how it's, is that a comment? This this guy, Charlemagne man, the God is asking you a simple like. He's like, hey, I want to know what you're gonna do for my community. Like, I want to, I absolutely know. It's like, yeah, this is a very smart question. And he made that comment. It's like, it's. Oh, yeah, like the two old men basically on both sides of the spectrum. He had, what was it, Biden making that comment? And what was it, Trump talking about that he, he made Juneteenth basically, popular? Yeah, that he basically, <laughs> yeah, like brought Juneteenth back. <laughs> there are some things like you got to know to just step back or something. You know what I yes. mean? Or, or, you, or you say, you know what? You know who would, make a, who would be better to speak on that is someone who's suffered from this. Yeah. This is not something I've ever had to experience in my life and I support them, but let's hear from them. You know, yeah. like sometimes, you know, you don't have to like be a ball hog, right? Like you can list exactly. Sometimes it's good to list them, you know. No yeah. one no one no one expects the president of the United States to know every fucking thing. No. Right. And it's it's just like and we don't Luckily we have one know. that does. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah, we don't need the ego. You know, where it's like everything isn't revolving around you know, just one person like that, where it's like, oh my God, you know, like that's, that's, that, that's my big issue, at least with, you know, forget the politics even for a second. They could be on any, you know, when you have somebody that's just in it for themselves, which I mean, let's be real. That's what our current president's in for. He's in it for himself. I mean, I'd put that under majority of career politicians. Yeah. I don't disagree, but this, this is a level of of there's a nakedness to it where it's like exactly. I literally need to be everything's about me like everything yeah. like who what leader is actually responding almost to people He's, like laughing at a meme like when he couldn't lift the water and was you know waddling down the ramp where he's right on could you imagine being the leader of the free world so to speak and feel the need to actually dignify like to, to comment on that while i was actually running down the ramp it was slippery like this is craziness it wasn't it wasn't raining it wasn't slippery you waddled down the ramp i mean like big it's not the end of the world but so like, why well, are you're you 76 years old you're walking yeah. like a 76 year old yeah, yeah, like, why? there's things you should let go because you look worse by talking about it. absolutely yeah. also it's, 
how do you, how do we, how do you, oh, like, the retirement age is like 62. Like, if you're in, like, how are you still, why are you not retired? More than 65 now, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mid 60s. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a, we all know you have enough money. Your, your health insurance is paid for the, the rest of your life. So it's not like that's a, a, a cost you have to worry about. Like, what, oh, yeah, like yeah. if you're like, if you're going to go, I, I'm, you know, term limits are fine, but like, at least like cut age it age cut off the age like yeah your retirement age granted really you know. because when you don't even understand the streisand effect you know like the famous like when barbara streisand wanted that picture off the internet brought it up on the internet and the internet wouldn't make the picture disappear now it's you know like there's a terminology for that like the streisand effect where <laughs> it's like something if you're going to bring attention to it, it's not going to go away like he calls attention to the ramp He's doing so many crazy things on a daily basis. If he would have never spoke up about that, we would have had our laugh on it that evening, and we're on to the next tweet, you know, the next day. But then when you're talking about it and bringing it up, now it's sticking around. And then more people start to look and say, like, oh, my God, like, is he wearing a diaper? You know, like, it, you know, like it, when he's moving down there, is he not – he can't lift the water? Is he even control of his own faculties right now? And probably driving him crazy when – you know, just don't say anything. Okay, like, I don't know why you couldn't lift the water. You, you waddled down the ramp. I mean. Yeah, that shit would blow over. Yeah. Things was, tend to blow over real fast there's, these days. You don't have a crazy attention span unless people want you to forget. Mm-hmm. Unless people want you to forget. Unless you're trying to have somebody forget something and say, like, hey, please don't look at me now. Or please get rid of that picture. I don't like it. Then no one's ever going to forget about that picture. But if you just roll with the punches. The attention span of our society is so, like, snap of a finger that, you know, it's a funny. I snapped my finger. Marcus disappeared. But I mean, <laughs> you forgot there was a global pandemic that is, like, you know, killing hundreds of thousands of people. So, yeah. yeah we'll How did, why did he leave? Yeah. Yeah, he, like, he showed up. He showed up an hour and a half late to the podcast. So Chaz was like, I got to get going, but I'm going to tell this story. And as soon as he started telling that, Marcus joined in. And then we're like, should we just do a second episode? And he's like, yo, get Zimborski. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And now he's he's not even here for the end of this. He's got a girl over and she's wearing a MAGA hat and you offended her. <laughs> Remember um, when you did when you did the first run of the podcast, you know, at, at the house and we would come over to record and Marcus invites me. I think it was my first time coming or maybe second. I don't remember. But he invites me to come down there. He's like, we'll be talking about these things. And then he doesn't show up. <laughs> like, like I come in, Sean's like, Hey, you know, good to see you, man. You know, like I, Marcus just sent a text. He's not coming today. And I'm like, well, he was, what? I'm like, he, I, he was going to fill us in on what we were going to talk about. I'm like, he, he's not coming. He's like, yeah, he's not coming at all. He's not calling. He's yeah, he's a wall right now. We don't even know where he is. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I will give him this. Uh, he's made every, every uh, episode. I know. I was like, about it. It's like, like, um, Thinking like I go, you've been in every one because I listened to the last few, and then you guys had that gap for a couple weeks before the the latest episode, which I listened to that was posted. That was my fault. That I forgot a, to uh, hit. I forgot to hit publish on the the thing. Um, like we recorded it. Was ready. Everything was done. So that was one hundred percent my fault. I was yeah. like, dude, I don't, I don't see I am Raycor on here. I was like, well, I did it, and then I went on there. I'm like. But I didn't hit publish. Sorry, I've I've been watching on YouTube, so I didn't even notice that it didn't go up for two weeks because 
they were still going up on YouTube. Oh, I forget that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I forget that it's on YouTube as well. So I'm gonna have to check it, check it out on there to watch the video. But I was joking with Marcus because originally when everything started happening, and and you know, like basically the Black Lives Matter protests, whatever, all the kind of the shit hit the fan in a way. You know, as obviously evidenced by your episode, and I know you guys were going on for a few hours, you kind of had to edit it down. You know, yes. Marcus and Chaz, you know, kind of were on two kind of separate sides of the coin, you know, so to speak. And from talking to Marcus, like he definitely had, I mean, him and I were probably on the se- on, on, on a separate side of, of, of some of these issues here. And I was joking with Marcus. I'm like, did you like, did you just end the podcast? Like with everything going on? Like, is this just over? I said, because I know you were talking some pretty radical stuff in our group chat, you know, a while back. I said, was this something where like maybe Nick or Sean's like, look, you know, maybe like Marcus, like we, maybe we just got to like let this blow over for a little bit. Wait, 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 like, wait. <laughs> he was so fucking quiet. Like to a chance in the news, like me and Marcus, uh, you know, we didn't uh, see eye on a lot of the issues. It's like awesome. This is what I think people want to know. Like, they don't want to yeah. hear from me and Nick. They want to yeah. hear from Chaz and Marcus. And, like, I agree. give us your perspectives. What's going on? Marcus is like, I think the media kind of plays into it and really pushes people. And that was about all he fucking said. <laughs> I know. I, I heard the episode. I was waiting because I told him. I said, man, I said, you and Chaz. Because I go, I'm really – because, you know, Chaz very active on uh, – on social media he's been posting a lot of Recently. great stuff links and yeah you've been on there and nick obviously as well and you guys have been all very active with it i've been reading stuff and what have you and i'm like seeing what chaz has been posting and then talking to marcus directly like in their group chats i'm like there's you know definitely some differences that they have from some different viewpoints and i go i can't wait to hear them kind of talk about it to see like and then they did a little like you're saying they opened a little with it and then marcus kind of faded out completely and then you guys were brought in because you kind of had to keep it going because it's not like you're just going to sit there and just stare. Right. And then he came back in a little towards the end, but and then you know Chaz kind of picked up where he had to. But I was like, "What happened?" I said, "Like we we got rocking and rolling, and then Marcus is almost like like right now. I thought maybe he dipped out for like forty <laughs> minutes or something. We, we, cut just... down, we cut down the podcast, but at one point he did dip out, and we were. Just, I was just like. You guys well, there was, yeah, I mean, at one point, there was, there was probably at least a good 30 minutes of me and Nick talking back and forth. I, the whole time, I, I'm like, I gotta get rid of this. It's like no one wants no, to listen to Black Lives Matter with me and Nick talking. And we weren't even talking Black Lives Matter. We were just talking. Because we were going off on a tangent. We weren't trying yeah. to monopolize. And, and it was, exactly. It was, yeah, it was so easy to get into a political talk, you know, talking points. Uh, kind of <laughs> oh, it's very yeah. It's very Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, but, they, they go. But can you down. can you shine some light into some of Marcus's <laughs> what like radical well, like first. where where he's coming from? Because I would love to hear. Well, uh, he well he essentially was when it, when things were first happening was like before he kind of clarified at least in the podcast with the media he was almost just like this Black Lives Matter thing is a joke. He goes, this is, you know, this is, this isn't real. This is an inside feel like this is, this is ridiculous, you know, like, and we've always teased him about like, just from, you know, guys knowing him or something where he's just like, you know, I'm not going to go to, he's like, let's not go here. You know, there's too many black people. And sometimes like, what? What? And, you know, it's just, this is the classic Marcus thing. And you don't know sometimes when he's joking or not. Cause you know, he, sometimes you can't tell, like, you know, when he's, 
if he, if he's pulling your leg or if he's right, like how he just about something. he just fucking leave, like leaves the podcast. Yes, and, <laughs> and he podcast. does this with a lot of stuff. He do when we're playing a game online. Sometimes he'll just vanish, and I mean that's kind of his way. And I know with a lot of things he's not either the most comfortable or just doesn't like to venture into like those kind of topics then that's fine then you know like yeah. i'm not gonna disrespect that it's not for everybody like no, i his uh his yeah, his his mo is definitely like if he doesn't know something and he knows that he doesn't really know something but he, even if like he has like if he sees something he's not gonna tell people exactly how he feels mm-hmm. because he's not as educated on the subject because he didn't do enough homework they, a, 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 exactly where a, i exactly. being uneducated on subjects have no problem Acting speaking. like I know what I'm talking about. Speak, speaking your mind. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, with with Marcus, I get that he, with some of the stuff he wasn't comfortable with, because, because look, you know, he's allegedly, we tease him about being a big fan of the, uh, about being a big fan of the Mets, you know, the New York Mets. But the funny thing is that he doesn't, I don't know if he really watches baseball. So <laughs> we, were, we were at a movie theater once. And um, going to, I think it was, it was dead. I think we were seeing Deadpool two. Like there was a few of us that were going to see it, like four of us. And he had the Mets cap on and he's walking, you know, he gives the tickets. He's turning, he's walking down the lobby and a guy's next to him, big Mets fan. I think he had like a Mets t-shirt on. He's talking to Marcus. He goes, Oh man, the Mets he goes, love the Mets. And he, and he's talking to him and he's saying like, you know, what do you think about the season? What do you think? And Marcus, he goes at first, he goes, we just, you know, we got to win the pennant. And the guy's like, good, good start, you know, whatever. And the guy wants clarification on this. He goes, yeah, he goes, where do you think? He goes, what do you think about our pitching? He goes, I really think like we're top heavy. We're strong with our first two aces. But, and Marcus now, again, he goes, you know, we got to win the pennant. The guy's still like, yeah, he goes, and they're hitting you. Got Kiko, or we got Alonzo there. I forget his first name. And he goes, what do you think, you know, where we're at at second base? Now Mark is starting to sweat. You see, like, <laughs> you see the sweat kind of running. I see it, like, standing next to him. And I don't – I'm only, again, a casual baseball fan, so I can't go deep on it like I can with football to, unfortunately, like, really kind of stoke the fire here. So I'm just kind of nodding along. And I'm asking – but I keep encouraging. I'm like, You're, Mark is such a huge fan. He's Mr. Baseball. <laughs> and, like, he's sweating profusely. Like, you can see, like, he's starting – like, his shirt's starting to soak with the sweat. And he just keeps saying faster and faster, we, we got to win the pennant. We got to win the pennant. We got to win the pennant. <laughs> to where almost the guy thought, like, maybe he had a Tourette's or something where you could tell the guy wanted to almost like, oh, all right, yeah, enjoy the movie. Because all this man was saying is we got to win the pennant. And after he left, then I'm, I'm telling him, I said, do you know anything about baseball? I said, like, you – I said, even I know, like, two players on the Mets. I said, you just kept saying we got to win the pennant. <laughs> he's like, well, you know, and he was laughing it off like he, he like he did there. But it, it, it's it's funny, you know, with that. Like, where when there's issues he doesn't want to talk about or has no knowledge on, you're going to get a phrase out of him. And he might repeat that phrase ad nauseum until you're going to move on to something else. But damn it, if he doesn't get off of that phrase, as as I've seen in that movie theater. The best and, part and about your the best part about your statement of his Mets hat is he looked at Nick. He goes, "I want your Mets hat." He's like, "I'm a huge fan," and he started. To, and Nick goes, oh, "I didn't know you were a fan. When when were you a fan? We've known each other since we were like 15 years old." Like yeah. he's like, "Nick's like, I've always been a Mets fan." You know, blah blah blah. And, 
I'm like, Marcus has been a, a Mets fan for like 10 minutes. It's, it's really a passive fan. I mean, the Orlando Magic, a basketball – like, Marcus is more of a basketball person. You had the short. His yeah, favorite the- team is the Orlando Magic. Yeah. He was a he debt collector at some point, was on the phone with a guy who played for the Mets. Or, uh, That's the, right. The Magic. He told me it was the Magic, yes. He's like, yeah. dude, huge fan, huge fan. Dude, I love, I love the Magic. I'm their number one fan, huge biggest fan, blah, 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 blah. Guy goes, yeah, man, I got, I got like, traded to Portland yes, months ago. Yes, yes, <laughs> This was when he was at HSBC, I believe, when he was working customer service. He was doing taking a payment for that guy's mortgage or whatever. And yeah, I God, I used to remember the player too, but he was he was traded to the Trailblazers like three months ago or three months prior. Yeah. And you know, Marcus rolled with it. He's like, you know, did his usual laugh or whatever, and he he he, he kept it moving. Getting back, though, real quick to that theater story, I found it funny. This is unrelated to the Mets, but to kind of put a cherry on top of the story, you know, he finishes, he's soaked in sweat or whatever, so he's drying off. You know, he has his Oreo churros that he, he got a couple boxes of. And, you know, he eats quick. <laughs> Those are so good, he, by the way. I the never had them, but they look churro good. last year. I bought them on clearance for a dollar. They were delicious. Yeah, and, and he annihilated. You know, he eats quick. So, I mean, this guy, he – just decimated them, you know, before the previews even really got going. So we're sitting there, Deadpool 2, the preview starts. Some, I mean, there was some, it was some horrible movie about like a giant shark or something. I think Jason Statham was in it. Was, <laughs> the was a trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. That's yes. a megalodon. Yeah. So this, there's a trailer for that. There's some like animated, maybe it was a Trolls movie trailer. But the, I mean, the trailers weren't anything inspiring. There was maybe one interesting trailer. The rest were kind of crappy. He's he finishes his his churls probably by the end of the the first trailer. He sits and watches the other trailers. And, you know they've shown you like six trailers because Deadpool's like Deadpool's only really what like a hour and forty five minute movie, so it's not overly long. And they're pumping out you know a good twenty minutes worth of trailers. He's done with the churls, maybe good ten minutes more of trailers. The movie finally starts, and I think you guys have both seen Deadpool too. You know, there's that action sequence that's the first ten minutes of the movie. He gets up right when the movie opens, and he goes, "I gotta go get some more food," <laughs> and he leaves for fifteen minutes. <laughs> Misses the entire action sequence. You know, the whole opening. You know, where he's Deadpool's killing people all around the world. All this craziness is happening. Comes back fifteen minutes later with some more churros, and then sits back down. And we turn to him. It's like he just missed like an awesome opening sequence like you couldn't have done this during the jason Statham trailer goes, well, no, i wanted to see what other movies are coming i said he's like i don't get it <laughs> why he just walked out right at the opening he's like yeah that's the and, you know he just rolls with it. he's like yeah it's fine and then you know crushes churros but uh but i think it's more like because in our chat sometimes you know getting back to kind of him and the issues like we'll bring up certain things i'll for me personally, I more like to talk about things with friends in a chat, like a group chat, or even doing something like this where I'm talking to a couple of you guys here, as opposed to going publicly on Facebook. Like I'm on Twitter, I'll retweet things that capture my interests or that I agree with. Sometimes I'll t- directly tweet to somebody in, in a conversational way, but a lot of it I tie to sports or hobbies or music or things I like. I try not to really go fully political on Facebook, primarily because I'm not on Facebook a whole lot. You know, I got the league page on there for fantasy football and it's quiet right now because we had to do all this stuff with COVID, you know, there's nothing more to do right now. So 
it's kind of quiet with that. So I like to read and like, I'll hit likes or I'll like to see what you guys are saying and whatnot. And, you know, I think what Mark is, it's similar, like in our group chats, like there's certain topics. I don't think, I don't even want to say that it's a comfort level. I, or even a, like a knowledge level. I just don't think he just wants to kind of speak on those issues. And eventually what got him rolling and I don't blame him. Cause I mean, it was, um, it was worthy enough to get him rolling is when he really started going off on like the black lives matter and started linking videos to those two twin brothers that kind of post their, like the conservative guys. Yeah. The, I forget the name of them, but you know, they are like the muscular. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they, and, and, and that's what got Marcus posted links to us. And he's really started rolling was when they had, and it, it's cringeworthy, but you know, they had that blackout like on social media where like, again, going back to like corporations turning their logo black and like the meme being like a bunch of like white girls, you know, like on Instagram, like turning their, their Instagram whatever profile picture black. And he won somebody, I think another friend of ours posted Rachel Brown posting her black screen and that just opened the floodgates, which we had to let, like, he's like, I've had enough. <laughs> he's like, finally, because, you know, obviously, you know, there's the history there between the two, but it's just, he's had enough. And he just went on like a, a mini tirade for, for as much of a tirade as Marcus could, you know, could do. And was just kind of like, you know, was speaking what he was speaking to, but it was interesting. The one thing that I messaged him about when I listened to your episode, the Black Lives Matter one, and I'm glad Marcus brought it up because I've been hammering the point home in our chat before, and he really didn't say much about it with Trump. And it's like, look, I get wanting to avoid Trump in terms of having conversations because he's everywhere. You know, you can't escape him. But we were talking about him in, in a group chat, and I mentioned, I said, you know, do you have any, like, thoughts on it Marcus I said like he was doing some I forgot what the hell it was it was some cringeworthy or just embarrassing moment of many and I said he's installed like a puppet in the post office I said he is trying to destroy the post office I said you work at the post office I said you know the way they set up the post office where it's like the only entity where that has to basically backload like their pensions where they have to pay something like 25 years worth of their pensions ahead of time, which is the only like group that has to do that within the United States. He, and he's doing this, we know because of Jeff Bezos, because Jeff Bezos with owning the Washington post, which is critical of him also owns Amazon. Amazon has a sweetheart deal with the post office, which is ridiculous where they pay the same flat shipping rate that it would take to send a refrigerator that it would for me to send uh, uh, a stamp, you know, like to send a little book or something. They're paying a flat shipping rate. It's, you know, they have the post office almost by the balls in that regard. And he's been like going ham on like wanting to almost like defund the post office and, and, and just like he wants them to raise the rates and he wants them to do a lot of different things that I don't entirely agree with, but that could impact like that's Marcus's career job. He wants to be that's there. True till he retires and who wouldn't want to be, you know, like if you're in the post office, it's great benefits, you know, when you retire there, it's, you know, health insurance and what have you. He does, you know, and I think it's Marcus ever had, he didn't like it. True. And I think it's done him a world of good because 
not only is he getting good pay, you know, he's getting to work overtime. And more importantly, I, at least in my opinion, he's getting out there and getting exercise. Like, you know, the guy's lost a ton of weight. Yeah. And I told him, I said, man, you're looking great. I said, you know, you're out there. He's walking with like 15 miles a day. I mean, he's probably getting more exercise than anybody, you know, <laughs> like when you yeah. think about it. And he's like, got, he's got a lot going on. And that, that was, I was actually happy he made that comment. Cause he's like, you know, I don't, I don't really. And I think that's, cause I feel like most elections is really comes down mm-hmm. to, a few core How issues. is it going to affect you personally? Yes. Right. Yes. You know, like, oh, well, this is going to, it's like, how does it affect you personally? You know, and then he was like, you know, uh, you know, he wants to kind of get rid of it. And that's my, my career. So that's where I stand. It's like, yeah. Okay. Well, and that, that's logical. It is. And because at the end of the day, I think when you explore that, and you kind of brought it up when you guys were talking in the episode when kind of Marcus went a little quiet is you're you're obviously going to focus in on a few core issues to say like, well, you know, who I believe in. And I think a lot of times this has more of an impact locally. You know, unfortunately, with the way the Electoral College or whatnot is set up, we're in New York, you're in California. I mean, it's a it's blue, you know, like and and I'm fine with that personally with based on, you know, who's in there right now. But it's like it's been blue, you know, and it's going to stay blue. You're in certain states like, you know, if you're going areas in the south or whatever, they're going to be red. They're going to stay red. So it comes down to a lot of these swing states. Suddenly, Ohio, you know, is suddenly like playing such a pivotal role in deciding who's president or Florida, for example. But locally. Because when people say, like, oh, I don't vote, I don't know. Marcus said he only voted once, you know, when Obama was running the first time. And it's like, whatever, you know, I feel like you should just to exercise your right to do it. And I feel if you're going to be critical about it, at least put the vote in, you know, regardless of where you stand. But you should definitely be doing it locally because, like, you can actually have a say. Like, there's elections that are decided by three votes or five votes or eight votes or sometimes you start to look at the elections there's just people that run unopposed you know judges and things like that you're looking you're like wait a minute they're like you only have one option yeah those always that always threw me for a loop it's like i always wanted to be like how do you how do i like i always wanted to find a place or live in a place that there's like there's only one option and just run a po- like run the opposite just to see how many votes. I know. I've always thought about that. Like, you know, how, like, how, work, how do you I? Know? Yeah, how do I get that? Like, just put my name on the ballot. Like, whatever that costs. Like, I'm sure I'll get at least like forty percent of the votes, or something. Because there's some you people that maybe, aren't at least some votes. Yeah, who knows? Something. I mean, yeah, and because some of these people, if somebody's run unopposed, aren't always the, even the most popular. It's not like it's by overwhelming demand. You know, Judge uh, Jones is running for the fourth time uncontested. Sometimes it's just like there's just no one to contest and. Again, I don't know the full background on how you what you would need in order to contest, um, because I'm sure there's a process, or else like what Sean's saying, it would have been done. Like somebody would have said, "Hey, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring here," but maybe it involves money or signatures or whatever in order to be able to drum need, up the interest. You need a certain amount of signatures. You need a political party to back you. A small amount of money um, to mm-hmm. win. You might need more money, but to yeah. run, it only takes not very much. Um, yeah. And especially locally, you know, there's a million different parties. It's not always like Democratic, Republican. Like, you know, there's the working class party or the working families party. And there's, if you really look at the local ballots, there are a lot of different parties, per se, that could support you. And a lot of them end up supporting, like, you might have three of these sub-parties or smaller parties that are all, like, backing one particular person. Even if they're running against somebody else, like, five of these parties might be for this guy 
and three might be for this guy, and then there might be this independent or like some third name that you're like, who's this? And yeah, that always threw me for a loop. I'm like, so all these like you're part of all these parties. Yeah, and it's true. And and, and then some and some things you have to wonder because you know there's some people that go in when you're vote, especially if you're voting in an election and you're not just voting for for like the president, but you're also voting for some of the local issues. You know, there's some people they're probably going in there and just voting down the card for what they feel is one party. Say, well, I guess I'm going to vote Obama. I guess I'm going to vote for whoever is Democrat. You know, this time around, without knowing sometimes that, especially locally, there might be only one person, or there might only be people that aren't with that particular alignment that you're just voting without even thinking about it and it's funny because those are the elections that are that truly make a difference where it's like you get 135 people that aren't going to get off the couch in new york or whatever in erie county to vote and that gets swing an election and sometimes you have to wonder do you get those 135 people in there are they even really paying much attention or they just like oh just this guy's name sounds cool or, or this or he's happens. standing outside the voting place because well, you, you know you and he said hi you accidentally brought up Kiko Alonso. I remember the one year, like, people kept writing him in. Kiko yeah. in Buffalo, you know, West, Western New York, like Kiko mm-hmm. Alonso. He was like a write-in for everything, and people like, stop doing it. It's like, give us someone worth. <laughs> worth. Yeah, because he yeah, and a linebacker at the time for the Bills. And I mean, he's yeah. with the Saints now. But, like, and a lot of those people probably because his name's Kiko, and at the time he was coming off that big rookie year. So it's like it's suddenly he's getting a write-in for an elected, you know, as, a, as an official. It's like, it's like, how do you, like, no one takes elections that seriously now. Be, I mean, I, I because well, certain like, how could you take groups, this? I think. Yeah. Like, how could you take this? Like, how could you take some of these elections seriously? It's like, we literally have probably two of the worst candidates ever running for president. Like, the one guy is locked in his basement. I saw a meme where he was, like, sticking his head out. I was like, did I win yet? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, we don't see him. The other one can't shut the fuck up about anything, ever. Anything. It's... Uh, the person I want to run, Jesse Ventura, is not even running yet. Probably won't, which really pisses me off because he's he's a name. Like if you're gonna have a third party person, you got to have a name recognition. Yeah. So right now, I, I think, think Joe Jurgensen. The most politics, I think. Third party, definitely. You know, like you go Democrat, Republican, you're gonna your name's gonna be out there. Like no one knew who Barack Obama was before he ran for president. No, no. But what I'm saying is, on smaller offices, I think John, you were onto something. There's like that name sounds good. Mm-hmm. You know, and that I, I always bring it back to when I saw the distinguished gentleman as a kid, Eddie yep. Murphy's a con man. He's just like, this guy died. That's my name. I'm going to run for this office. And people, yeah. these, they showed all these old people going into the polls. And uh, I remember specifically, like, they, I think they leaned this way on purpose. They were old white people going into the polls. Like, who do we vote for, dear? Mm-hmm. We always vote for Jefferson. You know, and they go in, yeah. they vote for the guy. And, you know, unbeknownst to them, he's uh, completely unknown, no experience. Uh, and he's suddenly in there. I mean, I think, I think when George W. Bush ran for president, the majority of the people thought he was his father. Some people <laughs> I know I did. Like, when he came, I was like, oh, he, he's running again? Oh, that's interesting. And that's like, no, it's his kid. I was like. Oh. Like isn't this kid doing something with the Rangers, the uh, the baseball team? You're like, <laughs> oh, I wasn't even but, that, that you know, with the name, it's it's funny because that you mentioned like Obama. Like there were two. I want to say there were three things, but I forget the third thing off the top of my head. But I know there's two things I always joke about, like with my wife or with friends or that. Two like big, per, not even predictions, but two things I nailed way ahead of time. 
not that I was even predicting them, things I would say and that I would be firm on that suddenly came true. And one of them was Barack Obama becoming president when he became junior senator because I saw his name in the newspaper and it was Barack Obama. That was the only reason why I said, I remember turning to my wife, I said, this man will be the president, the next president of the United States, because she reminds me about it. I said, I'm telling you, this man's going to be the next. She's like, this is like a new, you know, he's in Chicago. I said, his name is Barack Obama. I said, this man will become our president. That was the first thing. The second thing was Jared from Subway. When he first had his commercials, I said, I go, there's something evil in that man's eyes. He's a monster. <laughs> and I was adamant about it since like the late 90s, early 2000s. And people would be like, you got to let it go with this guy. It's like, this is some fat guy who lost weight. It's like, why do you keep going? I said, there's something about this man that's evil. And sure enough, pedophile he's in jail he's in prison those two things one of them because the name just sounded unique to me oh barack obama i'm like this man will be president i don't know why he said it when i did but i get reminded about it a lot from my, from my wife especially because i was yakking her ear off about it and then with my family it was with jared they're like when that happened my phone was blowing up when he eventually got picked up by the feds they're like you son of a bitch you were right <laughs> like and i'm like what happened they're like you were right they're like that subway spokesman. They're like, he was arrested. He was a pet. He's a pedophile. They're like, you he's called a this huge pedophile. Yeah, huge. And they're like, how? And then they ask you, like, if you're well, watching I this on YouTube, click subscribe, click the little bell, and whatever the fuck else you're supposed to do to keep following us and get notifications for every week that we get a new episode. Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, 